Hello and welcome to Block of the Week. I'm your host, Keen, and I'm joined by my co-host. Caden. Today we are joined by a very special guest, YouTube and filmmaker, Stella Sean. He's a big he's a big deal in the Irish filmmaking and just young inspiration scene in Ireland. So yeah, we we are delighted to have him on today. Cheers. I'm chuffed to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure and uh, can't wait to dig into this. Cheers. Of course. Yeah. 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 So obviously you, you uh, as we mentioned there, you're a filmmaker and YouTuber. So filmmaking is probably like the primary thing you're known for most of the time because yeah. you make so many great films and it's just, I don't know, you're just so good at it, basically. I think it's like... <laughs> Thanks so much. Cheers. Thank basically, you. Yeah, it's great. So some of your previous films I loved, like uh, Blood, Sweat and Tears, uh, Rue, they were all great films. Like, I loved watching them. I enjoyed it. Like, when we when we did some research for this episode, I went back and watched them all. And again, it was just a joy. Had a nice movie now. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm... Uh... <laughs> I, I think I kind of got a bit lucky with some of those early films, in all honesty. Like, uh, if we were to look back at Brother, I that's by far everyone's favourite out of the ones I've created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's, 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 I mean, really, like, I don't think I, I mean, I wrote a script for that, but I don't remember, like, having to go through this really, like, rough editing process. And then when I took on later films, I was watching loads of videos about, you know, writing and editing your scripts. And so I really tried to take it quite seriously. But kind of mm-hmm. sometimes, I, th- I think it's a great example of how just sometimes taking it a bit easier than you usually would, like not taking yourself too seriously is uh, is really, like, it's it's not the worst way to go sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's a great example of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that was a great film. All, all your old films, they have a certain charm to them. Even, like, movies nowadays, you can tell you've you've grown and you've, like, your, your stories get more in-depth, uh, more filming locations and such. But they still all have their own charm. It's not like one's better than the other. It's great Thank like you, that. Dude. It, it really Thank is. you. Was I was it, really um... enjoying as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just watching yeah. Broken Reflections, I was able to pick out like half the scenes and go, oh, that was filmed here, that was filmed there. Really good. They <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot yeah, of it's really good yeah. they use local spots. And yeah, no, definitely a couple of spots here and there I would have been able to pick out. Like I know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Wicklow Pier was featured. Oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah. Around, yeah, a couple of tray stations. I'm pretty sure back at Greystones there was near mm-hmm, the end of the, the film one. it was used yeah yeah and i actually spotted one of my friends um in the film and it was actually really interesting oh and, no uh, way yeah yeah no um yeah she said that she was a really big fan of you and she got like you asked her kind of do you want to be in it and she said yeah and she was really delighted about that and it was really good that you're getting just like uh people from like the scene just getting involved like you're getting everyone involved Dude, not just yeah, like I mean... people that you know Really yeah, yeah that's that's something i'm really trying to embrace with uh with the films you know as well because it's such a great way to bring people together uh someone once said that i i, I this is paraphrasing but one director once said i refuse to agree with the auteur theory and the auteur theory is basically this idea of a director you know really like running the running the show and, and and being the center of everything and making the film what it is but some director once said that he disagrees with it primarily because um that like suggests that a film is made by one person but filmmaking is actually an ensemble and that's something i'm really trying to embrace more and more by bringing more people in and it's way more fun that way you know like having you have so much more fun when you work with more people so it's really great that that you guys are noticing that and that yeah thank you so much no, no problem. Having that and community must be great. 
especially in the filmmaking scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like in in Ireland, it's quite a tight one, to be honest. So whenever I go to Fresh Film Festival, just I get to meet so many young filmmakers um, and it's it's an absolute joy to see them again. And and you've got like people like my friend Cal in in Dublin. He'd be like my number one go to if I'm ever looking like if I'm ever having trouble with motivation or something, I, I just go to him and it's the same vice versa. It's great to have like although it sometimes can feel like you wish there were more filmmakers in Ireland young filmmakers it's great to know that uh it's quite a tight-knit community as well you know and uh mm-hmm. they all, yeah. you always have someone on your back and uh then like it's also kind of trying to grow the the the, the community as well because I brought on some people to Broken Reflection I could have gone and just you know hired I suppose the other young filmmakers I know but I kind of just decided to go to like I, I Mark Curran the videographer who is so talented he uh, just he came from like a, a university in a college in Bray and then the other actresses uh, who were in it they came from my acting agency and I suppose it's just kind of bringing more people into the circle no like if they want to stay or not that's completely their choice you know but I suppose it's all just uh, really trying to open it up a little bit and, and have as much people involved because that diversity kind of just makes for better films in my opinion yeah yeah yeah, that's exactly, actually yeah. very interesting. I've just got actually a small question about it. So obviously you like taking a lot of pride in your filmmaking and a lot of pride with it. But how does it feel to be the director and actor and also the person editing it? Does you, do you does it feel like you bring it any closer, like with your experience with the film? I know what you mean. More personal. Yeah, writing. I suppose if you're writing the film, that's where the real connection is with you if you're because when you're writing it you bring so much even like without trying to you you naturally bring so much of your own perspectives to it like themes from your real life start finding their way into the story and so I suppose that's what that's how I feel the closest to my films and then you know that's a great question and when I'm acting in the role, it's that's just, I mean, that, that that's something I really only took up with Broken Reflection, I suppose. Um, and that was, that was a surprising, you know, kind of challenge. Um, and it was a little bit scary going into it being the director and the actor. But that was more just like to challenge myself. And it was also because, well, it would be cheaper, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have to pay myself. And also um, there would be then yeah like I suppose it's just I kind of trusted myself in a way although I know that that trust can sometimes take away from the film if that makes sense because you want to you want to kind of have as much as much people involved uh you don't want to just like rely on yourself all the time because I mean that's kind of a way to get complacent so definitely will trying to grow out more in the future but with this one I just kind of trusted myself to take on the role with acting but that didn't really bring it much closer yeah as I mentioned the writing is where that really takes place and then Editing is just where, again, it's it's this trust in like my own vision. Because when you start coming up with the idea, you know how you want to carry it out. And uh, it, it can be daunting to hand that control over to other people. And, and this film was the first step in that where I actually got someone else behind the camera. And that's something I'm usually obsessed with. And I think the day I actually decide to work with a co-editor or even hire an editor, that'll be a big day for me because it's always so daunting for me to hand over that control to someone else. But, um, you know, it's something you've got to develop. I think it's very important for filmmaking. But yeah, writing is where the real connection comes from, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's a sign right there. The growth you made is such... It's a sign of how great you can... Because, like, just letting those people in on such things that you thought were so perfect and things that, like, you wanted your own vision on it. 
Like, yeah, exactly. And, it's, and, it's really great, especially if you're a filmmaker. Cheers, yeah. And, and going into it, that is exactly what I wanted to do. Like, even if I just forget the film itself, I knew going into it, like, okay, this is going to be a challenge if you're acting and directing at the same time. Because writing it and editing it, like, it, they're tough to do all the same things, but they happen at different times. But writing and directing, I knew that was going to be a challenge. And it really wasn't too difficult. The main thing that... I suppose was something that I felt was going to bring me forward as a filmmaker was hiring the musician and hiring the the, the camera operator uh, or a director of photography and like and also hiring actors through an agency going into that process like it, it felt like a big step up but um I'm very glad I did it it was nowhere near as tough as I thought it would be everyone was so easy to work with and um yeah it was it was really like smooth and it's definitely something I'm glad I did now that fear is gone and I'm able to work with more you know musicians and and DPs in the future and actors as well so definitely don't regret it it's pushing yourself out of your comfort zone you know it's it's by far the best way to kill complacency and to grow yeah yeah and opening up to new possibilities and such exactly (laughs) and um obviously your new film Broken Reflection what do you call it you've you've won some uh, usually, I know you've won many awards in local film festivals and indie film festivals and such. But I know recently with Broken Reflection, you you won um, a few awards over in LA. Yeah, that, um... it's, it's amazing to see. Yeah, that's class. Already. Thank you so Highly much. That's amazing. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, and I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and like d- 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 we're not double down here. I play it down a little bit. <laughs> they were monthly festivals, so I'm trying to like not get too you know crazy with them but it's still like for me to to have entered them and to like potentially because they only choose a, a specific amount to, uh, to actually screen in LA but you know I'm I, I'm trying to like play it down while also like for the sake of my ego <laughs> but at the same time I'm trying to give yeah, myself yeah. credit because uh, it's 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 it is pretty exciting and um it's 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 a relief because I talked about this in one of my YouTube videos I made about Rue which was the short film I made um well, it was basically the short film I had of last year, and it was the one that actually won me Ireland's Young Filmmaker of the Year in 2019. And with that film, I entered film festivals initially um, in about, I think it was July, and they literally, like, it got rejected by every single one. And um, it, they, some of them were really small, some of them were much bigger. Uh, I was going ambitious, but also being realistic at the same time. Now, mm-hmm. looking back, um, the the link was to a YouTube video, and I, I had chat. I chatted with someone else who had made a seriously good film. They did the same thing. They linked their film on Film Freeway uh, through YouTube, and Film Freeway is the website where you enter these festivals. And if you link your film through YouTube, it seems that it. Uh, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, and this is not coming from any factual point of view, but um, I think it's it, it doesn't seem to film festivals don't seem to like it as much, you know, if uh, if you link it through YouTube. So that might have played a factor, but other than that, it, it did get rejected. Um, and while it did then make it to other festivals later in the year through Fresh, so Fresh then sent it out to other festivals that I didn't enter myself, and, and it, it did find some success there. It, it, that initial experience of getting constant emails saying, you've been rejected, you've been rejected, they were tough to see. And so um, to have released Broken Reflection publicly in, uh, sorry, yeah, in the end of May, and to have like i think it's it's, well four selections and three awards and now is really really exciting and um i'm definitely not getting carried away because i am again taking into account their only monthly festivals etc and they were uh, awards for being a young filmmaker but 
uh, you know, it's it, it's nice, I suppose, to to see you're getting somewhere with it. And um, you know, I'm just yeah, glad I didn't give up when I saw those rejections. I'm glad I kept going. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what would have been the main thing to keep you going, or what would have been main reason, main people, main like statistics, or was it just that blind hope that maybe one day you would have just got that one email back and you're just waiting for that one day that would have been the success? Exactly. Uh, I suppose what was really down to it was well, first of all, when I finished the film, like I basically made that film primarily for the Fresh Film Festival, which for people who don't know is like basically the go-to film festival for young filmmakers in Ireland. And um, it's because I had made it with that film festival in mind um, and I hadn't won it before. So I'd won the junior competition and then I came second year in uh, 2018. And so I was going into 2019 with, the, with this short film, Rue. But before Fresh Film Festival, yeah, it did get rejected. And so I saw those emails going, damn, what did I do wrong with this film festival, et cetera, et cetera. And actually what I decided to do was, and I, I can't believe I just forgot to mention that there. Um, I, so I finished the film in June, entered it, and I got rejected. And I put a lot of money into entering it. And then it was December, actually 26th, so Stevens's Day, I decided to sit down and re-edit it. And I was kind of like messing about with the film all through December, just trying to make it a little bit more fast, a little bit more entertaining. And then come December 26th, I said, all right, this is it. I've changed it up. I've tried to make it a bit more entertaining. Uh, Let's enter it to Fresh Film Festival. And with that film festival in mind, that was always like a light uh, of hope for me. And then when March came along and I won, that that was kind of the motivator. So I suppose it was... I'd made the film knowing that I was always going to enter that festival. And so the other film festivals that I got rejected from were more just like, they were little blows, you know, but I, I was always going to stay on that track until the Fresh Film Festival. And then when, when I got first place there, that was like, okay, now we got momentum again. And um, when it won uh, Fresh, they basically sent it out to ones in Germany and uh, Norway and actually a, a whole lot of other places and I didn't get to attend all of them I actually I got I did get to go to Germany which was incredible but um yeah like then it, they found success there and and all of that was a, a great enough motivation to say okay I can do this um and I say sorry I'm, I'm kind of blabbering here but I do usually say that um you know, all of the motivation comes from within and it's all internal validation. And, you know, all of that is, is, is great, you know, without a doubt. And it is true, but it's true to a certain extent. All of those things are going to, um, you know, like the rejections and the low statistics, et cetera, they are going to kind of like, they are going to take away from your confidence and discourage you no matter what. And you can have like just that confidence to keep going um, no matter what. But, you know, it's, it, it's okay to accept those blows as well. Um, and that they're always going to happen. Uh, but you have to have faith that one day the, the good thing will happen again, the piece of luck. And while film festivals definitely aren't everything, and they do not define you uh, or your ability whatsoever. They are nice reminders that you are doing good, but they can also be nice reminders that you can probably work a little harder. And uh, I think, if anything, they're just a good like identification of whether or not you can actually try and make it in this industry. And uh, so when I got rejected by them, I said, OK, I'm going to up my game. And when I change it around a bit, uh, I suppose, yeah, it, it entered. So, you know, I learned a lesson from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's definitely. Really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, it's good that you understood you how to take it in, like you understand mm, how to yeah, actually definitely. progress and uh, go from grow like from instead, it. yeah, grow like just completely take it in your stride and not letting it put you down. Like exactly. yeah, it might have gotten yeah, yeah. for a bit, but still, you still have to keep going. And, and that that captured it exactly there, like how it, it lets you down for a little bit, like that first day when you get the email. It's really, I mean, it's not too depressing or anything, but you do kind of get it. And it's a bit of a knock to your confidence. But like, as soon as you kind of freshen up again and you realize that that is just one festival and that is just one judge saying that some other films were better than yours, as soon as you kind of get that clarity again, it's very easy to keep going. And uh, I think as long as you have your real motives in filmmaking based on entertaining people and actually having an impact, if you have your like values set there, then film festivals, as I say, what I was trying to get at actually in my last like little speech there was that film festivals should only ever be a bonus really to making the film um and making the film isn't always the most enjoyable experience but releasing it and and seeing how it impacts people that's what counts and so yeah film festivals should only ever be a bonus and as long as you have that in mind you should always be able to keep going i think yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and obviously you've great stories from youtube and filmmaking but how did this all start like when when did you originally get the idea or like get the inspiration to start your filmmaking or youtube and such great question yeah i think i think it all really started with well the main thing was wanting to be a filmmaker when i grew up but i had no idea where to start at first you know i was i was i was like anybody else who had no camera no nothing um and i was on the films well it was on the the set of a tesco commercial back in let me see 2004 around 2011 or two i think it was 2011 or 2010 um i was on a tesco commercial i think it was around i think i was eight or seven years old and i uh i was completely mesmerized by the set and i always use that same term uh, i was completely mesmerized by everything the atmosphere and as soon as I left that shoot, I said, that is what I want my life to be like, because I was just so obsessed with the cameras, so obsessed with the excitement beforehand and uh, the buzz, the community. It was great. And uh, I really loved that. And so what I, what I went home that day and I said, right, I'm going to watch as much YouTube video as possible. I'm really going to try and take this seriously. But at the same time, acting was always at the forefront of my mind. But then over time, I started acting in more and more things. And the more I acted, the more I kind of got more interested in behind the camera. And so over the years, I was watching YouTube videos from channels like Film Riot and podcasts. Well, not podcasts, but like I was watching just, I was trying to take in everything that you caught about behind the scenes filmmaking and the purpose of filmmaking, etc. And eventually, my dad, I, I, my dad, joined me as I was acting on a short film uh, just here in Wicklow and um, they were filming it with a DSLR which for people who don't know it's, it's basically like the camera you have before a cinema camera and for us to see a film being shot on something that wasn't a cinema camera blew our minds and I, I couldn't believe the quality they were getting off of this small camera and so my dad went home and he really likes taking photos like recreationally and so he made a photo he, t- he bought the camera even and uh, since that day i think it's been like all all steam ahead go like I, i've just been taking it as seriously as possible uh made little films with iMovie on my ipod and got a camcorder for christmas just made home videos with that and then one summer 2016, um, I was obsessed with Casey Neistat. I was obsessed with bloggers, bloggers even on YouTube. And I said, right, I'm going to make my own YouTube channel. This is going to be the day. And I had already made like stop motion animations on YouTube, et cetera. But I'd never actually done this before where I was um, 
yeah, like putting my face out there. And so I just uploaded my first video. It was like this, um, like how my channel, where my channel is going to go, et cetera, that, that kind of like first content vibes. And I kind of just loved the process of making it and sharing it. I found it very exciting and I kept going at that. And then just heading into the end of 2016, um, I, well, I was in school in first year, my first year of secondary school, and I walked by the art classroom and I saw a poster for the Fresh Film Festival junior and senior competition. And I realized I was still eligible to enter the junior competition. And I'd made short films before with my friends, but they never went anywhere. They never went on YouTube. They were literally just for our own entertainment. And so I said, right, I'm going to make a short film. I'm going to make it by this deadline and let's just see what happens. And so I, I filmed a whole short film with my friend. Uh, it's still on YouTube. You can watch it. Blood, sweat and tears. It was very exciting for me to kind of be taking a short film seriously instead of just making YouTube videos and edits. And I entered it into the Fresh Film Festival and it won in the junior competition. And every summer since then, I've been I've been making films with friends because uh, the following summer I said, I think I might enter again. I have to, but I'll be in the senior competition. Um, but anyways, I'll do it. And I suppose, yeah, since that day, I've been taking filmmaking uh, in terms of like directing and writing really quite seriously. My family, well, particularly my mom and my dad on that day, like that was the first time they saw like, I suppose, like potential in me. And they had seen potential in me beforehand, obviously, but they'd never seen, they'd never before seen like other people acknowledge what I was doing. And so for me to win that film festival was huge for my own confidence and then huge for my parents belief in me etc and uh, yeah i've been making those films ever since and youtube has always been on the go that's something i've always loved and uh, i i, I want to keep doing that for as long as possible yeah mm, that's a fascinating story i can say it's just a journey it's perfect but yeah, um so, one thing i loved about your filmmaking that you can see from the start is you've always had the you've always had the like the drive behind it you've always had the message in each of your films like blood sweat and tears yeah. i could like i could tell the message was in that you know this determination uh-huh. following your goal your dreams just doing what you want to do you know it's just and each film you always have that a good message behind it and it's 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 just fantastic stuff thank you so much and and then uh that's always been something i've wanted to keep in mind i think with my first short film blood sweat and tears that really was the first thing that came to mind uh, for some reason. Uh, it wasn't, you know, I think a lot of people at that age uh, and nothing is right or wrong here, but, you know, a lot of people make YouTube, I mean, horror films, a lot of people make stop motion films. And for some reason, the first oh, thing that came to my head there was like a motivational story. And so what I did from there on out was uh, with Brother, I really wanted to make a film about two people who, you would never expect to connect, but they actually do in the end. And that was just a really kind of nice, innocent film for me. And with Rue, I suppose it was kind of similar. I, I wanted to have, I, for some reason, naturally, I've just always wanted to have good messages behind behind what I'm doing. I, I really have no idea why, but it's something I'm grateful for. I think when I, though, um, the real trigger for me was when I basically, after Brother came second in the Fresh Film Festival in 2018, I was uh, invited to the uh, Prodigy Camp in America in Seattle. And when I went there, that like it completely changed my perspective on how powerful filmmaking can be and how if we like use our moral compass to guide our stories, we can really like try it and improve the world in even the tiniest of ways. Uh, we can try and improve the world through filmmaking uh, because it's such a like a privilege for me to be able to make films. Uh, I, I would hate to, you know, use it for the wrong reasons. So 
I think ever since then, even though that was after Rue and after Brother, which would probably be the films with the strongest messages behind them, um, even though it was after that, that's really instilled in me, like this this will to just, I suppose, yeah, tell messages um, that can hopefully help people uh, in any way, shape or form. Yeah, I, I, I'm really glad you, you appreciate them, though. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, yeah. That's Go ahead. Yeah, talking about broken reflection, I was just wondering, I was watching it and it's it seems to come from a very personal side. And I'm wondering how much of the percent of that film is played in the character of Aiden or and then compared to how much is just personal experiences and stories and personal things you've seen from the character of Sean. What percent is Sean and what percent is Aiden? Like how much is actually really real and what percent is dramatized just for the camera? What a golden question. That is, jeez, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Wow, that was a banger. Uh, let's see. I would have to say, honestly, like, I suppose because I wrote it, it would honestly probably be, probably, ooh, I mean, I couldn't really give a, a specific percentage. I would say it's it's 50-50. So from my real life in the story, uh, I suppose what I, yeah, what's real with that film is for those who don't know, it's basically a film about this guy, Aiden, who makes, is making YouTube videos that include very dangerous stunts and he's getting a lot of popularity from them. But uh, eventually he starts to see that this, what he's doing is actually really starting to hurt other people. And so he tries to get out of it, but then there are people he works with that aren't as keen to, to let him out of what he's doing. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, I, yeah, the, the part that's real for me comes from seeing people do extreme things on the internet and seeing people, I suppose, influence people the wrong way. As I mentioned, it's really, it's really a privilege to be able to, to, to make YouTube videos and to, to make films and to just have fun with your job. Uh, although it's not, you know, providing a, a whole life for me at the moment, hopefully one day it will fingers crossed. And yeah, I, I, I have always thought you should, we should really be trying to use this stuff to inspire people in some way, shape or form. And I suppose everyone has a different definition of inspiring people and what some people are doing online. Um, although their content, you know, is cool to watch, etc. I think it can definitely be taken the wrong way. And um, that's kind of what I started to see on YouTube. A lot of these, I mean, it's no doubt that never mind the stunts online, but just the extreme content is what gets the most amount of views. And at the time of writing it, I was really trying to ground the stories I was telling on YouTube. I was trying to make them more, you know connect like more relatable and more meaningful and I, I witnessed a big dip in my views and I, I kind of realized well okay I could probably work on my titles and thumbnails and my presentation etc but there's no doubt that what's popular online as I mentioned is the extreme stuff and that's that's that was like the real side of that film for me that's 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 what I my real mind I suppose decided to apply to that film but then obviously the um the the you might say fake side of it or the fictional side um that that really came from i mean yeah that just came from my mind in terms of trying to make the film as entertaining as possible through um what would you say like you know the the stunts i that like from a cinematic point of view i was so excited to 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 make to write that stunt sequence because that's something i've never really got to do before with my film so i was really excited about that and then there are certain moments in the rest of the film that you'd say okay well i hope that didn't happen to sean and thankfully they haven't yet um like the, the the say the fact that Aiden has a manager that's fictional say the fact that he's his life is pretty much threatened at one part of the film that's fictional um, and that's all to add to the dramatic effect but at the end of the day the real message 
I suppose, yeah, that comes from my real life. So hopefully that answers the question, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what you said about inspiration there and how there can be how somebody can be a bad inspiration and a good inspiration. How does it feel for you to be, because obviously you must be an inspiration for a lot of young people, in, especially in Ireland, considering you're only 16 and you've done all these amazing things. Like it's, it's it must, how does it feel being such a big inspiration to all those people? Well, first of all, thank you so much for that. Um, I suppose, wow, great question. Um, I say, I, I literally say that to every question in a podcast, so my bad, but it really is a great <laughs> question. Um, I suppose, it honestly, it feels like it's it's just an honor. You know what I mean? It, it's it's something that never actually hits me. Uh, a lot of people have said it to me before, and it's it means so much to me that they reach out to me and say that, but I never actually you know, it never really hits me and I never leave going, wow, I really do inspire people. Um, and it, it definitely is a confidence booster, but it's something uh, that I just, I, I can't wrap my head around. You know what I mean? Uh, I suppose at yeah, the end of the day. It just over you. And you, you never yeah, exactly. You. Exactly. That's the kind of thing. It's, 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 it's really cool. And I really appreciate it when people say it to me, but again, it's just, it's something I really can't believe because uh, all the stuff I'm posting online and all the stuff I'm doing, it, it, it really just kind of feels like the stuff I should be doing, you know, I, I feel a natural, I, I naturally gravitate towards the content I make on YouTube and I naturally gravitate towards just making films no matter what age I am, et cetera. Uh, and I'm, I'm just loving doing it. And for, for people to then reach out and say that put me in a really good mood or that really inspired me, or I picked up this new thing because you did that. When I read those messages, it's so exciting. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, it, I'm, I'm kind of just doing my thing and, and uh, it means the world that people can be inspired by that. But yeah, I think it's a bonus. It's like film festivals to filmmaking. It's a great bonus of the work that I do, but uh, I don't really know how to look at it. It's just a great bonus. Yeah. It's a great bonus. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You do. It, it's, it's well-deserved, but a lot of people can't really see it. They just take it in their stride, which is great. I think that's what you're doing. And it's, it's great. Cheers. To, great to see. Thank you so much, Keith course and um lately well you talked about your youtube content there and content you put out that you personally enjoy uh recently you've done a lot more philosophically themed episodes uh existential and um, privilege yeah. i've seen with some of them and i I've, I've really enjoyed them they're very interesting thing you know what you're talking about and yeah it's just great to see it's just where did the inspiration for that come from yeah cheers well first of all thank you very much what i'm what i'm trying to work on right now is i suppose finding a balance between what what some people consider deep content um and then trying to balance that with you know the fun and the entertainment side as well and i think when i finally get that i'll actually kind of be able to grow on youtube again because that's that's something i've struggled with in recent times but you know i'm i'm just chuffed to say that like i have been creating the content that i've wanted to create um and I suppose, let's see, where did it start? In 20, yeah, I suppose the beginning of 2019, I really started honing in on inspiring people with my content and making meaningful content. Uh, and that was always at the forefront of my mind. Like I want to, I, I, I want to, yeah, I, I want to give people a great message. And I suppose sometimes like I, you can try too hard with that. And then towards the end of the year, it kind of more became about documenting my life again. And um, just yeah, just documenting my my life and giving people some tips practically. And and that's where I started to find a nicer balance of telling meaningful stories, um, et cetera, and inspiring people, et cetera. Uh, because as I mentioned, when it's at the forefront of your mind, you, you can sometimes go over the top. 
And then this year, all of a sudden, my content has honestly gone through so many phases. It's ridiculous. You could break it up into two categories. Before 2019, it was really all like fun vlogs, jokes, etc. particularly in 2017 and early 2018. And after Prodigy Camp on my YouTube channel, you'd see the content naturally change. Um, but as I mentioned, I feel like I took it too seriously in 2019. And anyways, getting to the point, Sean, come on. <laughs> the beginning of 2020, I started listening to people like Jason Silva. And I started also just really reading up on just the, these topics that genuinely interest me. Um, I remember in the summer of 2019, I made a video about daydreaming. And that was my first like almost video essay style video. And I, th- I felt like I forced that one, you know, I, th- I that didn't, didn't feel like it was from the heart, but the more recent ones I've been doing have really, I've really just wanted to make them. And I suppose it's a, it's a case of, I've just really been trying to read up on certain things uh, learn about new things. And um, also grow my practical side of filmmaking by learning effects and after effects and, and learning new tips and editing and, and filming, et cetera. But as I mentioned, that's just the practical side, but to get back to the actual question, come on, Sean, you're, you're, you're not doing a great job here. Um, basically, yeah, I, I think it's just, I've really tried to focus on learning um, recently. And I've also done a lot of journaling. That's something I did kind of a, a little bit through 2019. And then all of a sudden this year, journaling has become such a huge part of my life and, and really, sitting down and thinking about things um and 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 when you do that i suppose yeah new ideas come to you and for some reason the recent ones have as you mentioned been based more on philosophy and uh like i suppose you know how we can live our lives and how we can think to to be happier and uh yeah i think it's just come from taking time to reflect which i got to do uh i've really focused on the, the past couple months and um also trying to learn those two things really just inspired me to make the content i'm making right now and uh as i mentioned trying to make it a bit more entertaining but i think i'll get there one day and uh yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm loving making the content i am sorry that was a way i was so long no, that was too long very interesting answer. yeah it's actually really interesting <laughs> to enjoy listening to I, I don't even yeah. want to interrupt it's just it's like it's, something's going on here and i don't want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, so, it's so good to hear and yeah i just want to ask um you're definitely a lot more famous than the average person um, especially trying to make it on YouTube. And I just wanted to ask, what's the deal, like, what's the one thing you miss, like, having a, it's like a smaller community? Like, uh, you have you have a bigger, like, a way bigger community now. It's over 10,000 easily, and that's just on your Instagram. Um, what's the one thing you miss about being smaller, but the one, also, what's the one thing that you appreciate about having the bigger community and just having the interaction with way more people? These questions are absolute fire. Um, wow. Okay. That's a fantastic one. I suppose there's very little I, I miss about the, the smaller community. I suppose one thing would be you miss the the really direct, like you miss the excitement. Yeah, I suppose that's what I would say. I miss the excitement of just making a video because there was a time when you're smaller and you're trying to grow that like, no matter what video you make, it's like, as long as you make a video, it's exciting. And as long as you make a video and finish it and see it off, like that's enough to fulfill you. But then as kind of time goes on, you really start focusing on the craft and that can be a little bit more challenging to get fulfilled by. Um, and I suppose, yeah, like there was so much excitement around just uploading a video when I first started out. And, and, and then to link that to the community, when I would see a comment by someone, like when I would reach 
um, let's see, like a hundred views in a certain amount of time and then a thousand views in a certain amount of time. Um, and also when I would get like a hundred likes and then I would get um, a certain amount of comments, etc. that would be so exciting for me. And I suppose it's just natural, you know, over time, um, the, the importance of those things for me naturally faded away and that might be different to some other people because I know there's a lot of thoughts around it all becomes about the statistics but for me it's really been more about focusing on the craft side of things and and really focusing on creating um and yeah I'd miss that initial excitement on just making a video but then on the flip side of things now where I'm focusing more on improving the the, the, as I mentioned the craft of filmmaking etc what I appreciate is just like the support um and I, I never you know sometimes you feel like there's no one there no matter how many numbers are there you might upload a video and you just upload it at the wrong time of day or the wrong day of the week and you'll get very little views in comparison to normal and, and you'll feel like ah no one's watching my content it's irrelevant but then on days like my birthday um i got a crazy amount of messages i never would have thought i would get and uh that has meant the absolute world. That meant the absolute world to me to, to, to see people like still showing up all these years later. Uh, that, like that support is, is fantastic. And that's something I, I really, really value about, about, I suppose, yeah, just, just growing. And um, I think that's the one thing that just happens more more people appreciate your content, even though sometimes you think it sucks yourself. Other people would reach out to you and, and send you a message on Instagram or even stop you in the street uh, and they and they talk to you about about your content and they go to your events etc and and that kind of support you you, you can't put a, a price tag on it you can't put a, a certain value on it um and it's something you don't know that you don't have but you know like you would know if you didn't have it now so at the beginning i had no idea what it'd be like for that to happen and uh, i'm definitely no you know brad Pitt or anything like that but the, the support is still there and it's just something i really appreciate to to always have people to fall back on um I suppose that's what I love so much about about the the current phase I'm at. But uh, you know, hopefully we can grow it. Uh, but at the end of the day, as I mentioned, like film festivals, it's not about the numbers. It's really about the content and and, and the individual people you can you can impact. So I was focusing on on, on, on continuing to no, create. It's yeah. it, no, it's perfect. What you call it? As you said there, uh, building that community, especially organically, it just it's just it grows naturally by itself at one point. And it's just, yeah. it's just great because then you have all these dedicated fans, not just there for the views or the clicks or if you're popular or trending or something like that, they're there for the content. Exactly. And, and, and that, that's something you start to notice over time. Like recently, I I, I, I can't hide it. You know, there's, there's been a dip in the, in the views and the content and I'm working on growing it again. But you have like this group of, let's say, you know, at my at my point where I'm at right now, it's about 20 people or 30 people who you see comment and, and, and you see reach out to you on every single video. And that just is absolutely insane. And as you mentioned, like you, you grow those people that, that will come no matter what. And, and, and that, that just means the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And they'll be there for all your mistakes and stuff. It's just great to have that <laughs> exactly. dedicated community, especially in such a small, like, like especially for your filmmaking and such on YouTube, um, if you have a dedicated fan base, that's very good because that's a very new thing, especially since you're a young filmmaker. It's good to have that dedicated community to fall back on. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, you know, you can you can rely on them to be there when you create a new thing or to support you on a new project, and uh, mm. it, it's a blessing, honestly. Like I'm, it's I'm just so fortunate to 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 have that, and uh, yeah, I just appreciate it. You know, definitely, yeah, and um. Speaking of your, uh, what would you say? Yeah, 
young filmmaker, obviously. So you you direct a lot of the movies. You you direct most of them. Uh, all all the the main movies were Brother Blood Sweat and Tears. You directed them. So is there any other underrated and um, maybe young directors or just underrated overall that you really enjoy that you don't Ooh, think I think spotlight? You cannot wait to answer this question. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I I mean honestly, yeah. Just to quickly say, that's one of my biggest fears with filmmaking. I see some some um, I see some short films uh, and I see some feature films that are so good and you never really hear about the people behind it and and that breaks my heart you know what i mean like you see such good stuff yeah, and you're yeah. like where where is the love for these kind of people so there would be a lot uh, there's one guy vincent lamb i think i mean he's definitely got some credit he's a, a good friend of mine now thankfully and he's um he was actually nominated for best short film at the oscars last year i think he he is like he's so talented and, and his film was just absolutely amazing it was called detainment and it's quite controversial now but it was really just so powerful uh, i th- i think i can't wait to see what that guy creates i suppose he wouldn't be too underrated though he, he is he's it's great to see him he's getting the attention he deserves let's see um christopher nolan i'll never you know no matter how many supporters that guy has you know he's made the dark knight rises he's made inception and um interstellar all those amazing films and he is such a, an incredible fan base but no matter what i think that man will always be un, like underrated i just think he is genuinely the if one of if not the best filmmaker of uh our current you know life's our current like a generation basically and um i i he, he still hasn't won an oscar for best director which i think is sickening um really? uh yeah but I mean, he's my favorite true. director uh no no doubt wow yeah, I can't. He still doesn't. He, uh, he, some of his films have, but he's never actually won Best Director, which just, yeah, it disgusts mm-hmm. me. But, anyways, um, let's see yeah, what else. And then um, a- Ava, De- Ava Duvernay, she's, she's growing, but I think she is so underrated. So, she directed the Netflix series When They See Us, um, which you may have seen. And that was one of the most moving and powerful things I've ever seen. It was a, it was a mini, it was a basically a limited series, I should say on Netflix. And it was absolutely fantastic. It was some of the best filmmaking I've genuinely ever seen. And I think she's very underrated, but I can't see where she's going to go because I can't wait to see where she's going to go. Um, she's, she's really got a fantastic way ahead of her. Um, honestly, you asked me that question and now I'm just thinking I should really open my eyes more to filmmaking because there are so many underrated filmmakers out there. And I just, I'm, I, I'm working so much on creating, I suppose. I, I don't take enough time to really appreciate the actual, the, the, the creators out there. So those would be like the three people that really come to my, to my mind, but at the same time they're established. But if we were to look at, um, let's say the uh, the irish filmmakers i think there's well cal arnold he's 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 got he's he's he, i i don't think you know he's underrated i think for his age he's getting great appreciation but i can't wait to see yeah, what that makes amazing stuff yeah yeah it's recently wasn't it yeah that was that was yeah. good stuff good stuff yeah he just won uh, ireland's young filmmaker of the year for 2020 and he's a uh, he's he's a goat he's going to grow great places uh, can't wait to see where he goes but there are some people working in IADT, for example, who I think, again, again, I don't know if underrated would be the right word, but it's just, I'm very excited for their future. Um, yeah, but Cal, I just can't wait to see where he goes. He's one, he'd be my like Definitely, number one yeah. young Irish filmmaker. There's a guy called Kevin as well. I'm not sure of his second name, but 
he's uh kevin films i think is his instagram name and, and he's uh he's he's gonna start killing it as well i can sense it already um and there's so many other photographers and videographers coming up through the ranks in ireland it's really a growing thing uh but yeah he'd be cal and cal would be my number one young irish filmmaker and uh, in terms of directors around the world uh who who you know people might know of we've got vincent lamb ava Duvernay, and christopher nolan um, and people might not say people might say christopher nolan is far from underrated but he'll, he when he wins that oscar i'll say he's he's got what he deserves <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the day yeah yeah um, yeah, speaking of directors, uh, I'm more not focusing on the people, I'm more about you now. Lots of directors have their quirks. One of my best examples would have been Edgar Wright and his timing with music in his films. Yeah. What is the one thing you do as a, pre- uh, as a director that you can put in a film and you will always be, yes, I'm proud of how I use the camera in this, I'm proud of this, I want this to be published and I want everyone to see it and notice it? Yeah, I would. It's only something I've really began to notice recently. I'm actually working on a, uh, I've just started co-writing a feature film script and coming up with a plot is just, oh, it's, 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 it's awful. It's so difficult, uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there soon. And as soon as we find our plot, we'll actually be able to start writing the script. But what I'm realizing in developing this plot is like, I'm so, I, I just, for some reason, I, like I naturally gravitate towards really human stories uh so in terms of like the actual stories themselves yeah it would have to be what i focus on is just the the human um more intimate it would be the right word yeah the more intimate side of things which is really weird for me because like i grew up watching doctor who uh and so i like and i my some of my favorite films would be interstellar etc and the dark knight rises so you you'd expect for my films to be along those lines or for me to want to make films along those lines you know the sci-fi adventure ones but for some reason, again, it's just uh, what I, at least for the moment, what I'm naturally gravitated towards is the more intimate stories. Um, the really, like, yeah, just the human, maybe emotional, but, you know, the human ones, I suppose, that that, that kind of look under the skin. Um, that's, that's, that's what I'm naturally gravitated towards in the story. And maybe in visuals, it would have to be at least something I've, I've, to- I've took on recently with my short films. I just love really tight shots i love um like shots of the face you know what i mean uh, i suppose like blurred backgrounds really tight shots they're my kind of go-to uh and while i would like to start kind of implementing more wide angles uh for some reason that those tight shots on on the faces with the blurred backgrounds there's something about them that i find is not only so cinematic but when you color grade it the right way and when you mix it with music the right way, those, those shots can be so powerful. And uh, some of the best stuff I've seen uh, in, in films have been those types of shots. So those two things are what I'm naturally gravitated towards, uh, both the human stories, the intimate stories, and then, yeah, tight close-ups are. Those those would be my two things that I just like love to include all the time. Definitely. Very nice. I can imagine a nice, a nice tight close-up now. I'm expecting <laughs> in the next film I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> I want the whole yeah, next film. Yeah, next film is just yeah, the whole all of tight shots. Just one all... close up, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. All. Just one following. You don't. You only see one character. That's it. There's nothing else. <laughs> be a nightmare. Oh god. And so I know you've uh, you've taken a lot of trips, either with films or personal. Uh, you've gone to places like Spain, Tokyo, Germany, and it's just. It, 
they're great places, obviously. And I just wanted to see what what you thought of them. If you have any interesting stories from those places? Yeah, uh, honestly, the number one thing I'd have to go with would be Salamanca um, in Spain. So, like, I, I, I'm very fortunate. Um, I've been able to to travel to some crazy places since I was young. Uh, a lot of places in America, etc. Again, just very lucky in that regard. And um, you know, I always felt like. I, I how would I put it there's like a glass wall you know between me and the actual culture itself I felt I was always looking at cultures from an outside perspective so I felt that when I went to places like Italy when I would go to places like Spain Marbella um and then in America I suppose it, that it, they're, those are kind of different trips always they're very just tourists to see the buildings kind of things and then Tokyo then I was so fortunate to go to Tokyo and my dad actually broke his neck that that'd be a, that's a fun story I'll, I'll start with that story I've got two but I'll start with Tokyo and Japan um so the World Cup final was on November 2nd in 2019 the World Cup of rugby that is and my dad and I are huge rugby fanatics uh, me particularly and so for ages we said like we 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 said okay let's go to Japan let's go let's let's try and get tickets uh, on the day of the final which was the biggest part of our trip so we went all the way to Japan to watch the rugby world cup final but we went there without tickets <laughs> which is uh yeah pretty insane but the, the, what's even more insane to this story and i actually have a youtube about it called a video about it called the japan miracle because for me it just is just such a miracle that this trip happened uh, in september my dad actually broke his neck uh, while horse riding and so he was in a cast for I think it was 12 weeks and he was definitely going to have to be in the cast during Japan but initially we said no way there's there's no way we're going to be able to go to Tokyo anymore and that's fine um you know like your health is is definitely at the forefront of our thoughts but kind of the closer we got to the date the more we realized let's we can do this we can do this and about like three weeks away from when our flight was we said will we commit to it and uh yeah we ended up going to Japan and on our second day there that was the day of the World Cup final, and um, already as soon as I arrived, I was blown away by the buildings and the people and the culture. I mean, it's just, it is polar opposite. Like, if you ever want to see a place that is just incredibly different, don't go to, you know, well, don't go to a lot of the places, the typical places in America, because I find they're just so similar to here. Go to somewhere like Tokyo or China, uh, but specifically, you know, just go go to places across the world, Europe with different languages, etc., Ah, Tokyo was pure class already. But then, yeah, that night we um we went to Yokohama where the stadium was. We were waiting outside the stadium, talking to loads of people, asking loads of people for tickets, and we were being offered absolutely insane prices for them. And all of a sudden, we just ran into this guy who was from England with his son, and he had two spare tickets because he was hoping to sell them. But like anyone who buys tickets and then goes to sell them on game day you're usually looking at like a thousand euro a ticket, which we were definitely not going to spend no matter how far we flew to Tokyo. Um, but this guy was offering us tickets for below the face value of them. We, we, we thought it was like a scam or something at first. So I went to this, we walked then to the stadium uh, from the train station. I was in full disbelief and we got in. And, and then that night, South Africa won the World Cup and it was one of the most insane nights of my life. Um, Cheslin Kobe, who plays for South Africa, when he scored his try um, for, for South Africa, I'll never see my dad react to anything like that again. His eyes were watering and the, the World Cup final was against England and there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, I suppose, a little bit of tension between the two countries in rugby. As a joke, it's all fun, but you know what I mean? Like, it was great to, it was, that was such a great time um, and Japan was just amazing. 
And then um, I have to comment on Spain and Salamanca, not to drag out this answer even longer, but I went there without my parents and I traveled to um, America uh, and England before without my parents. But this was uh, this was the first time I went with um this was the first like I've been on trips abroad that have been like very moving and very powerful before, but th- that wouldn't really relate to the place. You know, they kind of they could have happened anywhere. Uh, so trips like Prodigy Camp and when I went uh, to Germany for the film festival, that was so huge for me uh, to be able to go to an international film festival. But again, like that wasn't specific to the location. Um, and so the reason this trip was so special to Salamanca was I went with two friends and we I had learned, I had spent from, I went in March and from January, I had really committed to learning Spanish. So I've been learning it since first year and I'm going into fifth year now in secondary school, but I was never that good. And I'd completely forgotten all my Spanish by the beginning of the last school year. But by January, I said, all right, I'm going to commit to it this year. And uh, so by March, I was pretty confident in my ability and uh, we went over. And for the first time in my life, I felt absolutely immersed into another culture like I never had before. I was no longer hearing uh, like the language, but I was just hearing the conversation I was having with people. I got to connect with people from who couldn't speak a tap of English. And, and, and that whole thing just blew my mind. It opened my mind up so much. And it was just such a moving uh, trip. And that was a really elongated answer again. But that, that was just so powerful, I suppose. It was and, a perfect uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, yeah like, sure, it was fine. It was really good to listen to. Um, Jeez, yeah, yeah, speaking about yeah, speaking about the uh, factor rugby. By any chance, do you watch Squid Rugby? I feel like I do, and I flipping yeah. love that man. Oh, yeah. dude. I know. Oh, I go. Soon, any any rugby fan I see, I'm like, yeah, you, especially if they're Irish, yeah, you 100 watch Squid rugby. rugby. There's no chance actually, about it. I know. It's I actually I still haven't watched his South Africa breakdown of how they won the world cup but when i uh, i was actually just recently i'm not sure if you're familiar with the youtuber gareth mason uh no nah, nah. oh, no oh yeah. no but basically i, I actually G- seen that i know what you're talking you have. about yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, I was, that was such a, a great thing so basically at the beginning of at the very end of 2019 i filmed a documentary more than just a game in england uh, about a small rugby club i'm very proud of that project and honestly i don't think i would have finished it if quarantine never happened because i finally got the time to work on it so that's a little weird but um anyways yeah like i released it in april and uh i put so much into that documentary and i was so chuffed with the final product and gareth mason uh, a rugby youtuber reached out to me because of it and i've been watching that guy since the very beginning of 2018 um, and actually, sorry, I phrased that wrong. I actually reached out to Gareth initially uh, and I asked him, um, would would you be able to promote this on your platform maybe? And then I find out all of a sudden he's been watching my videos for quite a while now, which blew my mind. But um, he's, uh, yeah, he then just recently invited me onto his live stream on his YouTube channel and we had a great chat. And we actually also then after that, or well, just before it filmed a YouTube video for my channel, uh, which I don't know what the video is going to be about, but we basically just had a chat like the one we're having now. And uh, that's like, that was something really cool. And sometimes you look at things like that and you're just like, I'm so grateful for YouTube and I'm so grateful for the internet. Like that was such a fantastic conversation I had with him about something that we both like love. Um, and it was just so great. And uh, yeah, that moments like that are when I'm really grateful for things like YouTube, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was really cool. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't have to mention that. You're good, you're good. Uh, that, that whole thing about connectivity you said there, like, 
that is a huge part, especially in quarantine right now. Like exactly, this, this like podcast, look at us. We've you know? only started in it, yeah. Like like I, we would have never been able to get in contact with you if not for the internet or anything <laughs> like that, any platforms yeah. like YouTube or anything. And and I'm I never would have like even I probably wouldn't. You know, you guys probably would have never even been interested in having me on here, you know, if I if if if, if things like YouTube and the internet didn't exist. So we're really in such a I, I completely take it for granted. We're in such a prime age um of exactly, having the yeah. tools that we have at our fingertips. Like, you know, you guys are able to put on a podcast on Spotify now, you know what I mean? Like you're able to share your voices with the world. Um and I, same with me, I'm able to do it on YouTube and, and make films with cameras and we're, we're, we're so blessed you know it's we're so we're so lucky to, definitely, to have all this. Definitely. yeah yeah it's so it's amazing to see just how much potential it has and just watching how people can change and influence it like for example yeah as you were talking about earlier casey neistat he definitely brought like vlogging to to table and show that yes this is viable we can take this you can bring this and make it a completely different very very good style not like not particularly daily vlogs more like video essay and daily vlogs you can like you was shown you can balance it and you can just also be a normal person at the same time just with hobbies and then you can just grow it into your full-time thing it's amazing it's insane, it's insane. And he, casey completely changed the game we all owe him a massive one because he really did just completely change what it meant to make youtube videos so shout out to casey neistat what a goat yeah, yeah, it's a can a Cal Arnold too for uh, running up to his car and saying thank you to. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, if Pal didn't do that, I probably would have never got the chance. I was in the. That's another crazy story. I'll keep this short. But we spent the whole day trying to meet Casey Neistat at an event he was at in Dublin, and like we literally spent there. We were there from what was it one o'clock until like five I think it was and uh, we were just walking around the outside of the building had no chance and uh, we were actually told that like we'd, we'd be let in with passes and everything but we never actually were um, and so when um, well it's actually I think we were but we were never actually then we were basically misguided information on that that we'd be able to meet Casey Neistat uh, which is understandable you know he, 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 he would it wouldn't have looked great in the company if they let uh, like 12 or 10 like 15 year olds and 20 year olds walk into and just like with their cameras to film case not a start so basically we were waiting outside the building for him for ages and eventually my dad just said look we've got to go so we got in my uncle's car my uncle was there as well we got in his car and um we drove across the bridge that was beside the big building and this is just beside the Liffey and then we turn left we go we head up to a traffic light uh, and and the the the, the traffic light is red so you know we stop and there's a big uh, a huge series of cars and my uncle just looks in his rear view mirror and just looks behind me and says looks behind at me and says get out i get out of the car and i look behind me and there is cal kian thomas like all the youtubers i film with all sprinting towards this car and uh, we had all spent the day looking for casey and i said this has to be him the car behind us i'm not joking the car behind our one is casey neistat um, so it wasn't like his actual car but he was in that car and he got out he said hi to us he said stay stellar um and he then he put cal in his vlog the next day what a flipping goat casey <laughs> definitely that's, that, that's yeah, a class yeah, story that is that's like a some... miracle that's amazing <laughs> that one on a that's, yeah that's that's like mad it's like it, that would have been so tiny for him. Like, it's such a tiny gesture for him. But then, considering how, yeah, it's like genuinely, he just, like, 
that anyone can do that. Anyone can hop out, say hi, put you in a video. Like that's simple. Like that's what like me and my mates do anytime we go out. But just to think how much that can have an impact on is mad. And then like you're thinking, oh yeah, it's such a small thing to do. You've probably done the same. You've probably said hi to a couple of your fans before and been like, oh, you know, what's the story? Like, how are you? Like, what's going on? And still, it's just mad. Like they're getting really excited, and it's just amazing to see how much of an impact you can have just by saying a couple of words yeah not yeah, even literally. on a screen to tens of thousands of people it's just a couple of words to one person in person exactly um one thing i wanted to ask you about was um not as much now but more earlier in the year more 2019 how did you manage balancing like more schoolwork with work because I've seen it, it said a lot of times that you've like you do all these amazing things while still in school and still doing all this work especially yeah. in such a high like in especially in fifth year even yeah, like, all that yeah. Work you must be getting like it's, how is um, that how do you manage that it's it's a little bit overwhelming sometimes uh without a doubt um especially yeah, since now imagine. I'm really trying to like up the YouTube game in terms of like, I, I'm really putting way more focus on the editing um, and the production quality. And so they take a little bit longer to make. And um, yeah, like it, it can be tough sometimes. Um, and I'll probably have to like weigh off a little bit in fifth year. Uh, and, and that's why I was so grateful for fourth year because I was able to make a documentary during the year. I was able to make a short film during the year and, and, and also keep up YouTube and work client videos and and that's all stuff like I never would have thought I'd be able to actually do during a school year um so fourth year uh which for people who aren't Irish is a year where you have a lot more freedom to do your own thing that that changed the game for me really and it really opened up a lot of opportunities um but in third year I suppose would be the best example of you know keeping up school while making YouTube videos and I suppose the beginning of third year was for some reason like my well for me personally looking back it was like my best spree of videos I was just really chuffed with all of the content I made and people were really liking it as well and uh, yeah like I, that was that was that was a great ride but then kind of the second half of the year it was and I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the more I studied uh, kind of like the less motivated I got with videos just because I was able to think about them less it kind of felt like I was making them just to like keep them up there um so time management was just like naturally something that that um that that that, that came to me because at the beginning of 2019 uh, i had really focused on you know like good habits like waking up early and structuring out your day etc just like so i got everything i needed to get done done and uh, so like that that wasn't to be the challenge and for for anyone looking to really like build those skills i recommend checking out a channel called matt diavella uh that guy has helped me out so much with building those habits that that really helped me out that uh, during that period but um yeah to go back to the question um it, it is uh it's not too bad like balancing time although obviously you know i can't make a short film during the year or i can't make a documentary during the year i'm able to make um promotional videos every now and again and I'm able to make YouTube videos probably once every two weeks during a really intense year like that. Um, but uh, yeah, where, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, but unfortunately, when when you do do a lot of the the when you're doing a lot of the studying, etc., and you're also trying to like create stories, you know, rather than just vlog your days, if you're really trying to create stories about um about certain things you have to focus a little bit more on the writing and also you have to be inspired you know and 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 during that time i found i found that inspiration quite difficult just with how much i was studying 
but then at the same time that was a great time for me personally I, I had a lot of great memories from that time so it's it's kind of just a balance you know you really um not only is it about time but it's also about just like mentally giving yourself sometimes the space to really think and develop ideas because I think what I did wrong at the time was um I just focused on making a video and getting it out there but now going into fifth year what I'd focus on is going on more walks where I can just think about content that I'm going to make or or taking more time in the car not to try practice Spanish or not to just go on social media or watch a YouTube video although all that stuff can be great um and obviously learning Spanish and watching YouTube videos can offer so much value um sometimes it's good to just like you know let your mind kind of breathe as I like to say um and I think if I try and do more of that in, in fifth year hopefully my creativity won't kind of like shimmer away like it seemed to in third year uh but it, it, it yeah sorry I'm, I, again i'm dragging this out but uh it can be a tough balance but i suppose it's just really down to time management if you if you want to get the videos done uh what what's really important to focus on though is keeping up the creativity and not letting that side of, of things yeah, uh, die away so that's just a just a balancing act yeah and and putting effort into it yeah, it's great that you've actually continued to put effort into it because obviously you've had hurdles of work coming at you. Um, maybe not as much as in fourth year, but definitely in fifth year there'll be a bit. And in yeah, year, that's, that's going to be intense. So uh, let's yeah. see what happens. Fingers crossed, you know. But keeping yeah. that, keeping Hopefully that effort up and the quality is just it's good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. cheers. Uh, it's it's all just down to I suppose just you know continuing to take things in because. Uh, I think when I started limiting what I was taking in a little too much, like, sorry, I don't want to drag this on, but what a lot of people say is they want to take in, they want to take in less social media and they want to take in less content. But for me, sometimes it's about taking in more because I focus so much on creating and focus so much on um, like, yeah, putting stuff out into the world and journaling. I think I sometimes don't take enough in, but as soon as you start taking, like, you know, watching more films or reading more books that actually interest you and, 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 and watching more, listening to more podcasts that interest you, et cetera, you know, that, that's a great way to just stay motivated and to stay inspired. And uh, you mentioned there just like, you know, to keep going, to keep going. For me, what's really inspired me is learning um, and, 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 and just pushing myself out of my comfort zone with creating. Like recently, I've tried to learn After Effects, which has been a bit scary and a bit, you know, quite time demanding. But it is it's so beneficial, not just because it ups the quality of your videos, but, you know, that kind of stuff, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, that absolutely kills complacency. Uh, discomfort kills complacency. Yeah. And and, and, and complacency is com- is what like kills creativity in my opinion so just you know you got to fight off that complacency and you always have to be you know like trying to get better and really focusing on developing and learning and i suppose that's why i've been so motivated to just keep going yeah yeah that's really interesting um i know earlier on you were talking about how you like rugby and you went to the rugby world cup do you play any rugby or is it just completely watching it or Good question. Yeah, now now it's all about watching it, I suppose, because I, I I played up until third year. Uh, my best my best moment was being captain of the B teams while the actual captain was injured. Uh, I'll always take that in my stride. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I stopped playing at the end of third year. Uh, basically, 
I think, honestly, I'd probably still be playing today, obviously not in the COVID-19 situation, but um, I would probably still be playing today if I had played at the wing. But uh, I played it at, at seven. And if you if you look at kind of how skinny I am, that, that's really not ideal. <laughs> so I, I, I probably just played the right position. It scared me off a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't know if, 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 if like, if, whatever about the physical, you know, you can work on that, I think. I think it's more just... The mental side of it I, I don't have that will to just you know kind of smash people in tackles etc um I, I love watching it for some reason but I, I just don't have the will to really you know push myself physically and take on those hits uh it's just I, I've just kind of had to accept that uh I, I always found going into a game there'd be a lot of excitement and I loved that but during the game, was just it was just a battle sometimes, and um, my team weren't that good, so that might be a, a place in it. But I just was never that hungry to to to, to hurt other people. Uh, although it's it's obviously not about hurting other people, um, but you know, I think yeah, I, I found that being a supporter is where is where it's at for me. Yeah, if you wanted to work on the physical, sure, you can chomp down a couple of spice bags, a couple of chicken filler rolls every single day. <laughs> if you want to actually, if you want to get the mental attitude in, you have to like do mad things you have to yeah, actually properly train yourself yeah a lot of sacrifice a lot of training a lot of dedication and especially for something if it was something like less physical contact like basketball or football like yeah there's still physical contact in football but like if you're talking about rugby you really have to do be trained to get smashed and you have to, you have to all the time and you have to be wanting yeah, yeah, have, other people as well yeah yeah, you have to you have to take the injuries in your stride. You can't just like, oh no, this I I hope this doesn't happen to me. You have to be like, yeah, I know I'm exactly. gonna get exactly. That was my weak spot. I I always was going. I was like, if I saw someone coming towards me when I had the ball, I was out of there. <laughs> I would pass yeah. out as soon as possible. And I suppose sometimes like it can be natural, or sometimes you can work on that mentality. But yeah, for me, it just it never really seemed to arrive. Um, that 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 feeling of like taking on a hit <laughs> so probably yeah probably not to be honest for me but again like I, i'm definitely interested in sports i love doing hit workouts at the moment and running but like in terms of team sports i'm watching the last dance at the moment and and my my my, my interest in basketball has has grown immensely although i know it's just showing a lot of the highlights and um, it, it still is like that that watching that has made me go basketball is class uh so you never know. Sean might, Sean might take up the old um, team sports when he's older. But for now, yeah, I'm just going to sit on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing really wrong with it. Yeah. So, yeah, the last dance is all about uh, Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. for me, it's just, it is it, like that level of filmmaking. If you were, if I was to keep going on some of my favorite directors list, the director of that would have to be one because like a lot of those moments in, in that, in that documentary are exactly my type of filmmaking. Uh, yeah, he, it's, it's I, just for anyone who hasn't watched it, I can't recommend it enough. It's absolutely fantastic. So you've been, you talked about before, um, you've obviously been very ambitious with your learning and creativity, especially during quarantine. So is there any projects you've thought of that were like maybe very big, like just maybe even outside of YouTube and filmmaking? Like a big project. Ooh, good question. 
Uh, well, something I've actually, this is ironic because we're on a podcast right now, but one thing I've really wanted to do is um, start a podcast, actually. And, and, and for some reason, anytime I want to run, even if I'm not listening to a podcast, but I'm listening to uh, just music, that has always been something I've wanted to do like a lot. Just set up a podcast, chat to people, be able to express my own ideas on it, that kind of thing. Uh, I, I'd love to be able to start a podcast. And I suppose that might be the only thing that's actually distanced from filmmaking and YouTube, right? But uh, in terms of big projects that I've been very creatively inspired to do, uh, the biggest thing right now would have to be when I leave school, I would love to make a documentary, like a feature length documentary about the education system. That's something I would, I, that's, that's like something I'd really actually, like yeah. to do. Um, I have a lot of strong opinions on them on the education system here in Ireland and uh, the education system in, in a lot of places around the world I suppose so that's something I would love to do uh, kind of as soon as I leave and and, and I, the reason I suppose I would be ambitious is because it'd be feature length and I'd love to get some um, some people on involved who just know what they're talking about you know because I don't want to just be like this teenager who's just angry at the world and I, I want to I want to yeah, yeah. you know really have value in it and uh, the, the next thing well, probably maybe the top thing for me at the moment that I'm working on is is a feature film. Um, yeah, that the, the feature film script. I'm again, I, as I mentioned, I've just started it. Uh, just started working on the plot, but that that would be kind of like the top of the top. Uh, and then, yeah, it's kind of growing my YouTube channel naturally. That's something I like to do. Uh, make that documentary, make that feature film, uh, and 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 hope you know making a podcast one day and stuff like that would be would be class. Uh, and actually, I'd like to make a podcast. A I'm sure you could do it. <laughs> thank you very much yeah cheers like uh, if we can do it anybody can do it <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah just wondering I know you're talking about runs and you were saying you were listening to music on runs and you've talked about you went to a John Bellion concert and yeah so I presume you like John Bellion and you've yeah. talked about it before oh I can't stop smiling since you just mentioned his name him and AJR Although, like my dad has just infused a love for Bruce in me, um, that those two, those two like musicians. So I know AJR is a is a band of three, uh, although maybe five, maybe you could consider it. But yeah, John Bellion and AJR, those guys inspire me so much. Um, their music is absolutely incredible. Uh, AJR, their music just really gets me psyched on life, and it really resonates with me. And then. Uh, John Bellion, his not only his music is just really like gives me great perspective, but his 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 actual creative process. There's a YouTube video about it. Um, if you look up using voice as an instrument, that 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 like his creative process is fascinating, and it's something I've actually tried to embrace with my YouTube uh, filmmaking. So, uh, though yeah, love those two guys. In, in to put it simply, and uh, I don't always listen to music. I suppose on podcasts, um, it's I, on on runs. Uh, sometimes it's podcasts, but I've, I've tried music recently, and I've found I really really enjoy it a good bit more. Uh, so it's it's great. Yeah, I love John Bellion. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I don't blame you. I've yeah, I have pretty much all of the Human Condition tracks on my playlist and i gotta say uh just to round out the whole album as a whole in my opinion he does the like the best thing ever where he just goes back all over his songs he in from the album he oh, takes in, in the hand of god down. yeah and it just has such a nice finale to it and it just leaves you what like, a song. like such a great way to see off an album that is exactly how i would see someone doing it and actually the band ajr did kind of a similar thing but they did it at the beginning of their album, which was kind of cool. They gave like a they gave a preview of everything, which was cool. But uh, yeah, I love Hand of God. Great song. 
yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, yeah, there's loads of there's loads of songs. I'm kind of yeah. Sometimes it'd just be I'm listening to music. I put on the playlist, and then I hear just the start of it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. like it just goes so 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 unnoticed. You can like forget about the song, and then when it starts playing again, you instantly just get lashed back with memories of like, oh yeah, I love this song. I remember when I listened to it. It just reminds me of this, this, this. Mm. So good. Great, yeah. fantastic! I love music. You have to say, just love oh, music. Fantastic. Music is easily one of the best tools Class. for creativity. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've talked about your projects, and I know, yeah, you're saying you've got a feature film uh, script definitely in the works. Um, would you like to see any of the like? Not that you're ideas for your short story films are bad as short stories but i'm just wondering would you like to take any of the short story film ideas and turn them into feature films and fully give them a good backstory a good end like not a good end but like a good really beefy and juicy story like i know exactly what you mean yeah yeah Um, i didn't want to come off like bad or anything oh don't worry don't worry no no i i I know exactly what you mean a hundred percent like what i'd like to transform any of them into a film. great question um the biggest number one thing that everyone has said to me has been brother. Um, and that's the one I could see myself really, because Rue is, 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 is like quite a short, uh, intimate story. I think that belongs in the short film. The same goes for Spark. The same goes for Blood, Sweat and Tears. Broken Reflection and, and Brother, on the other hand, um, maybe particularly Broken Reflection, I think I could have uh, I, I could have added a lot more elements into that film uh, had it have been a feature length. So you never know. Maybe I'll return to a similar story one day. Uh, and and for brother, everyone would love a brother too, where like you know they've grown up and they're meeting again. But I, I, I for me, I just I wouldn't want to take away from like the magic of brother, uh, because like for me that's such a special film to look back on to watch, even just creatively the work I, I put in behind it. And then um, if we were to look at broken reflection. That's that's what that's probably the number one one I I would consider. Um, uh, all the other ones I just I would like to kind of leave them where they're at. I suppose like I I I liked making them and I've moved on. But broken reflection, whew, it's probably too early to say to be honest because I haven't got the clarity. But if it was going to be anyone that I would, it would be broken reflection. Uh, but honestly, yeah, I suppose the main thing is I just love moving forward and um being able to reflect on, on, on short films as their own thing. So it probably wouldn't happen, but you never know. Uh, you never know. Yeah, never say never. Yeah, that's that's good. Because, again, like, I've ended up, yeah, watching Broken Reflection a couple of times, and there's so many little things you notice at the set. Like, you're so focused on, for example, the first watch, I was just purely focused on the story. Then it was, oh, where's this and this shot? And then one thing, the one thing that kind of got to me the most was uh, right at the end, when he meets, where, yeah, Aiden meets the kid with a limp at the train station i i've just always wondered and i i want to ask you this now why 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 does he smile does he feel like he's kind of closed this kind of loop that he had that no one like no one else will get injured that he's like what what's the thing or is it just completely up for interpretation i'm just like, well i mean yeah great question i suppose it i mean i, I you know you'd like to think it's, it's open for everyone to interpret themselves but i love that that was a point of focus for you i i a hundred percent thought you were going to say the three wise monkeys which make a feature in it that would be kind of that's my favorite scene apart from the ending the ending okay the ending is my favorite scene but like the scene with the three wise monkeys where it's like the three monkeys on the shelf 
I uh, that's basically hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, and uh, I, I really I was really chuffed with that, and glad people recognised. I was a hundred percent thought you were going to say that one. It's really interesting to hear that you uh, you found the last one was 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 interesting um, and great to hear as well. I suppose where that came from from me. Um, this is so cool to talk about. I've never like talked about in detail about my short films before. Um, yeah, where that came from for me was um, let me see. How would you phrase it? I suppose. Aiden goes through this process in the film of absolutely like he he starts off loving the the ride of it all, but it's all about inspiring people, which he which we we see when he's reading the comments of his short film of his YouTube videos. So he sees the views, he's like meh, and then he sees the comments and he's like, okay, let's keep doing this. Um, and then he witnesses someone gets hurt by it, and he, his life actually gets threatened by what he's doing in the film. And all of these these two events, and as well as hearing other people's opinions on what he's doing, they kind of accumulate and and, and build up to to a point where he says, "I don't want to do this anymore. I either change the content I'm making, or I just quit and start afresh." Um, and he, he decides to really try and just get out of it. Like, ne- ne- never mind change his content. Never mind try something new. Um, just he, he just wants to get out. And so the lead initially, like, laughs at him at the concept of him doing it. Uh, and then all of a sudden she realizes at the end, oh, crap, he's going to this. And so he's kind of, you know, he's satisfied when he deletes his account. Um, he's quite nervous about it. Yeah, he's satisfied when he deletes his account. But there's still something more in him when he, when he does that. Um, he doesn't feel, I suppose... You know, without saying, without without making it seem like this, like this is the way it happened. Um, I suppose the way which you could look at it would be perhaps Aiden, like he maybe did all of this, but there was still that one. He still never got to say sorry to that one kid who 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 he who, who was inspired by Aiden. So basically, what happens is Aiden it puts out these dangerous stunts online, and one kid decides to watch it. Uh, and he re-injures his leg. He he walks across this this cliff, which Aiden walks across at the beginning, and he falls, and he he like he damages his leg in a way that's completely permanent. And so, um, what happened? What like it basically causes a deformation, although a malformation, although that can't you know not very scientific behind there. But anyways, um, yeah, he's his, he's permanently injured in his leg, and Aiden knows this. Uh, so no matter what he does with deleting his account or um, yeah, deleting his account, stepping away from the work he's doing, deleting all of his videos that he that have hurt these people. No matter all that stuff, he still can't really say sorry to this one kid. And so this one kid who who is now permanently injured for the rest of his life uh, because of what Aiden was promoting online. Um, and so at the end of the film, when he sees, well, I'm going to call him Johnny because that's his name in real life. But when he yeah, when he sees Johnny again, he's um, who's an absolute genius of an actor by the way um when when he when he sees him and he sees him smile at him like he doesn't see him start crying or 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 look away or leave the train station he sees this kid who he hurts who he thought he hurt so much he sees him smile at him and for him that just seals off the chapter that says okay i've i've made up for the mistakes that i've made and not everyone gets that opportunity in real life but aiden is grateful that he has got that opportunity and uh yeah i suppose you put it there at the beginning exactly how exactly how I would put it. He just gets to finally seal off this chapter of his life um, knowing that he's done everything he can to, to, do, to do right. Uh, yeah. 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 Thank you for closing that off for me. I was actually curious. I wanted to see if there was just some something completely else that I was missing. Just some small details. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, that's actually really, yeah, it's really good. It's really good to hear. And yeah, now it's 
No, I could easily, yeah, no, everyone kind of, as you were saying about the monkeys, everyone kind of knows they hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. I kind of got that easily enough uh, after, and I was like, okay, that's that's not really up for interpretation. Like, yeah, like, if you didn't know it, it was just tree-wise monkeys. But if you actually saw it, it was like, oh, okay, you actually know what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah, wonder- I, I- I thought I thought no one was going to have a flipping. I went into it for some reason, just so like the worst thing you could do sometimes as a writer is um, uh, underestimate like the audience. And so I kind of made I've added in that scene, going, "Okay, this is my cool little thing." You know, if people get this, that's going to be class. And then people started reaching out to me, going, "I love the Three Wise Monkeys." And and when I got that, I was like, "Yup," because I was so chuffed with that with that reference, I guess. And that was the first time I've. Uh, you could call it maybe experimental, you know, uh, or just like that was the first time I've had like a what 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 one might consider a hidden meaning, although it's not really hidden on the meaning. It's 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 actually as you mentioned, it's 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 very like it, it's kind of obvious. Um, yeah, I was I was sure when people actually recognize that, but um, that that's that's true as well, you know. Like it, it, most people actually are familiar with it, so maybe I was just maybe maybe I need to think the audience are a bit more <laughs> clever. <laughs> Ah, it's grand. Yeah, no, that's what I love seeing. It's like, because as well, it's like there's no point in, yeah, example, for example, yeah, with that, he was just staring at it, really pondering, and then he realized this is what has happened. This is the real, like, this is really what has went on. Like, this is what I've done. I should be following this code that I shouldn't be doing all this. Like, exactly. I shouldn't be saying. So he takes it upon himself to go and just say, all right, that's it. I'm going to, like, take the monkey's advice, even though the monkeys aren't saying anything. There's, It's very good to show and not tell. And that's exactly what you did there. And it's very, it go, it doesn't go unnoticed. Trust me, loads of people will end up noticing it and they will end up being, yep, yeah, this is, good this is very good it's very i appreciate your appreciation thank you (laughs) (laughs) no problem it's just yeah no it's amazing to see how well it's done it's just i really yeah i want to see more kind of that especially like Mm -hmm. just small little details is and they all kind of come together yeah yeah it's really good to see in filmmaking it's lovely when they're all put together and it all just finally piles together it's Cheers. Thank beautiful you. to watch. You so no problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I think, I think that just about wraps it up. And that's a topic I'd be happy. Yeah. And as well, if you haven't heard of Sean before, he's firstly, what are you doing? You should be <laughs> getting on this. He's amazing. You should be knowing what he's doing. And uh, yeah, he's he's big on Instagram. His Instagram tag is at Stellar Sean. And then if you look up Stellar Sean on YouTube, he'll come up. And yeah, it's really good. Like, yeah, I believe you, you have should... uh, you've two separate channels, right? You have uh, Sean Tracy and Stellar. That's the way. One yeah, so your... Sean Tracy's yeah, yeah. for my short films, and um, like basically anything I don't present really goes on uh, Sean Tracy. And then all of like my the videos which I'm kind of the host of would be on 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 on, on Stellar. They're more like my stuff. you know typical YouTube videos. Yeah, cheers. yeah, yeah. We'll try them in the bio anyway. Just, just thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. This and has yeah, been is there any the episode? Yeah. This is thank you so much. Completely like great stuff basically it's been great hearing everything from you you're great at explaining things like there was no pauses or anything you're just great <laughs> yeah. thank you yeah I can, I mean, you're, I can you're, 
Yeah, you were kind of you were kind of kicking yourself for uh, rambling on too much, but you do realise this is a podcast, so we're gonna we're just staying yeah. here for the rambling. So, oh, yeah, fair, yeah, no, that's good way to put it. That that makes me feel better. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, trust me, it's fine. The rambling was completely justified. We're actually glad because yeah. sometimes you'll have yeah, like for example, you'll be going on and on and on, and it's really good to listen to, and it's really insightful. And so, what if you go a bit off the topic, but then you have compare on the other side of the spectrum people will just give you a straight answer no kind of background talking yes and no i got you yeah yeah yeah, that's trust me it's a lot easier to work with someone who talks like it talks more than normal than someone who talks less than normal it's so much easier (laughs) like you have much more to it so yeah thank you for that it's yeah yeah. you may yeah you may kick yourself but we're not kicking you we're praising you trust me absolute pleasure look thank you so much thank you for having me and um i want to say to anyone who's listening make sure you subscribe to these guys whether it's on spotify or you know all streaming platforms wherever you guys are listening make sure you subscribe to these guys this was a pleasure guys and i can genuinely had such a great time and i really appreciate that you guys appreciate the stuff that i'm making it means a lot so thank you honestly you guys are nice too man to be able to talk to you is great stuff yeah it's really good and especially yeah yeah, thank you for like appreciating us enough and to like take us seriously and come on here and give us oh dude without a doubt yeah, thank you so much. It's amazing. Like, it's really good to hear from you. And it's like, it's good that we can talk to you as this content creator, but also just talk to you face to face and just be yeah. like, it's good to see the perspective of someone who is up on top at the same time, is very good in his league, but then also someone who can also just talk as down low and just a normal person. It's really thank good. Thank you so that. much. Thank you. Yeah. You're a legend. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Yeah, so, yeah, and okay. just check him out see you man have a great day have a yeah yeah, just have a great day and i have a great day we have in store in future yeah i'll be noting i'll be noting the release date for uh your film that you're writing i'll be putting it down in the calendar so i'll make (laughs) well i'll let you know as soon as i've got a release date stay safe and stay stellar yeah stay stellar you too man (laughs) stay stellar cheers lads thank you cheers